What's going on, golf addicts? DB here. It's the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am 2023. I'm here with Pat. Pat, how are you? Yeah. Hey, I'm good. Hey. Okay, we're gonna have we're gonna try right. to keep Pat's discussions to a minimum tonight, uh, as we continue <laughs> to have issues. But here we are. That's what we're doing. We hit Max Homa. We we hit Max Homa. It's not the betting show. It's the DFS show. We talked him up. He was everywhere. Max Homa closed the door again, taking down Sam Ryder. Joggers everywhere, you know. But he looked great. Uh, but I, I will say, draft or, or CBS totally mushed Sam Ryder. Am I right with with his mom interviewing the fairway? Like, you can't do that. See, I missed that actually. I saw you tweet about it, but I ne- I never even saw what happened there. So I was wondering what. So they actually interviewed the mom during the literally the act- Amanda Balionis is walking down the fairway. In fact, I actually think her mom, his mom, may have been in the ropes. Maybe not walking down the fairway like six, seven, eight, nine holes in talking to his with microphone in mom's face talking about sam and possibly getting his first victory and and she said she even made a comment like there's two things in my life i've asked for or something like that one of them i can't remember what she said and the other one was like to be there in person when sam wins his first pj tour event how do you do that you cannot do that i know that's yeah Hmm. when i saw it I, i literally tweeted i tweeted and said cbs just did it congrats to max homa and it was like eight holes before he won it was over you can't do that. Somebody must add money on them like we did. Maybe. Maybe maybe Balionis had money. Or maybe a producer in the truck was like, hey, uh, we need you to get a microphone in front of Sam's mom's face. Anyway, um, good event. Home is, a, home is a dog. He's a closer. Uh, it's been talked about, discussed ad nauseum on a lot of, a lot of shows. It'll be discussed further on ours. Like The guy has just turned into an absolute killer. We'll talk about it maybe a little bit more on the betting show. And I tell you what, Pat, the, the Nut Hut continues to dominate. We had Showdown, just at, we. Fu- I think AC said it best. Samson farmed the farmers in Showdown. So dishing out Showdown tips, Showdown love. I saw he put a lot of strategy and kind of um, he put a long write up in there today, kind of a, a debrief yeah. on the the final the the round four, talking about his where his head was at, what he was doing, why things worked, why things didn't. And I mean, he he won a ton of money. We had a ton of winning screenshots. Uh, new Nuthud member Drew Landrum spent sixteen dollars. Okay, he spends anywhere from twelve to twenty bucks a week. Had his biggest week ever. First week of the Nuthut. Spent sixteen bucks and won sixteen hundred. Took down first place in the mini albatross. Um, we had a ton of tons of wins there. We had Joe Idoni staying hot. We had um, I mean, it's just I mean, if we talk about just just in twenty twenty three, what the Nuthud has done. Prize picks between me, you, and AC's prize picks. Our prize picks record is 124, 92, and 12. You're probably winning money, including your 15X prize pick card for the century. Obviously, I mm-hmm. hit the Wu live bet at plus 850 at the Amex, so that, that helped yeah. people, plus 850. Yeah. The Max Homa uh, betting card was put up in the, in the Nut Hut uh, last week as well. Samson's Showdown Intel, which I've already mentioned. Um, AC's Showdown Intel has been solid as well. Joe Idoni up 19 units in just what four events? Let's see, Century, Sony. Wait a minute, Century, Sony, Amex, Farmers. Is that right? Four events, or am I missing one? Yeah, yeah, four events. He's up four 19 events. units in four events, just betting head-to-heads and finish position bets. He's 16 and three on the season in head-to-head bets. 
I mean, and, and, and the only way you can get Joe Idoni's head-to-head bets and finish position bets is in the Nut Hut as a premium paying member. It's been incredible. The inside intel that we've dished out has been solid. Um, the, the super secret info, our boy Charlie likes to call it, that's been solid. It's unbelievable, man. And, and it's been growing. We have the same number of premium members today in January as we had after Masters Week last year. So more and more people getting in the Nut Hut, doing their thing. The community is rocking and rolling. We appreciate everybody who's been in there. More to come on the Nut Hut here in just a few minutes. But, uh, man, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a great year so far. Um, now, my betting card has been a little bit, uh, it's, it's, it's lagging. It's, it's lagging at the moment. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, uh, I, eventually, I'm going to hit a winner there. But the prospects plays have been great. I've been loving that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, you've crushed the prize picks plays. Oh, you hit your first round leader last week. A lot of people don't, don't know about oh, that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What, you got to listen the, to the BSN show, though, to hear that one. The Better Sports Network show that we do every Tuesday drops on the app. You can listen for free also on Better Sports, B-E-T-T-O-R, sports.com, on demand, on the app. You can listen. You can watch live. Um, but the, the, it's the exclusive place for Pat Perry's first round leader bets. And... <laughs> He hit Aaron Rye last week, sixty-five to one. I think he had to chop it a few ways, but it was yeah, still, it still chopped solid. Three ways, but still, you know, very nice. It. it was a great week, really good week. Would have been, would have been not as good had Sam Ryder won for sure. Uh, but it was a very solid week. Enjoyed it. What's the podcast use tonight, Pat? Are you drinking anything uh, interesting tonight? What do we got? No, nothing interesting. Just a, Just beer. a beer. Just a regular. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm planting Tito's in it tonight, and I, I haven't been doing as much of that. But the Lord must have known I needed it because we had these technical difficulties and it's 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 mentally getting me going right now and I'm trying to focus. Hey, I, I like it. I'm so all I need for. To, I might chug this. Planet Tito's DB. Well, if you're gonna chug it, make sure you have backup around you. Do you do like I do? You put the bottle near no. you so you don't. You can. I'd have to go down. I'd have to go down to get it. I'd just have you yeah. do some sort of monologue. Um. Okay. I got feelings tonight, Pat. I got feelings about where we're going tonight. I. I, I you know what I think we've not had enough of in 2023. What's that? Disagreement. Oh, you want some disagreement tonight? I don't think we've had enough disagreement. I think we disagree tonight. And I think we also spin, spin the betting wheel. Okay, yeah, let's, I'll spin, I'd like to spin the betting wheel tonight. We, we are in need of a bet. Yeah. We need to mi- mix it up a little bit. Yes, we've had some good weeks as far as the betting and whatever else. We've won some money. You're right. I think there needs to be some. It needs to be a little bit adversarial. Mm. Okay, let's. Well, I don't want to force it. I don't want to force it. But if it happens, I want us to lean into it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's talk 9K and above on DraftKings. Obviously, three course rotation. We know the drill. Three course rotation. Cut after 54 holes. Top 60 and ties make the cut. Play the final round at the Pebble Beach course. You know, typically Monterey's known to be the easier course, but I tell you, I mean, it, it, the scoring numbers are quite close, especially between Pebble and Spyglass. Um, but if you're playing Showdown, you could maybe lean Monterey, but I think you could also, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's as much, what's the word, disparity between the three courses. Um, so, yeah, you got, you got an event going on in Saudi this week that's taking some of the bigger players. This field is woof. It's woof. It's it's mooey, mooey mal, mooey bad. Um, 
It's not great. Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tom Hoagie, your defending champion, are the four names in the 10K range. Seamus Power, Andrew Putnam, Matt McNeely, Justin Rose, Matt Kuchar, Denny McCarthy, Keith Mitchell, and our boy Joel Damon making his first appearance in 2023 and first appearance as a new dad, all yes. in the 9K category. So, Pat, um, let's talk about this. Where do we think the chalk's going? What, what do we think lineup construction is going to look like? What do we think is maybe a really solid cash play if you wanted to do a little 50-50 or double up on, on DraftKings? Let's, let's dish out a name we want to avoid. And maybe a few uh, few names catching our eye, shall we? I, I I guess I'll I'll start with this. I'm not gonna play Joel Damon, unless unless we get some super secret intel info uh, late on on Wednesday, which we very well we probably will. Um, but my gut tells me it's already historically not ideal to play Joel Damon his first event back off of any sort of layoff. But when you haven't seen him in months, and he's, he's had the baby, him and Lana have been doing the, the baby thing, trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and I'm not I, getting I, any sleep. Yeah. And I've already seen him talked up a good bit on Twitter. And I, I feel like a lot of people are going to play him. He's got a good record here, fits the course, 9K. I get it. I just don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, but what, what are you going to do if you get the super secret info? If you I get the super to... secret info, I mean, I, I'll, I'll have some exposure to him. I, a chalky Joel with all those scenarios, I'm probably out. But it depends. It depends on how chalky, I guess. So you think he's going to be chalky? I do. It, well, just, I saw some stuff on Twitter today. There was just like his name flying around a lot of places already. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, I guess the, the price feels good because like, Take out the haven't, hasn't played in 2023. Take out the what, whatever you think about the baby thing. I mean, is, should he really be priced over Denny McCarthy, Matt Kuchar, Justin Rose? I'd say no. I'd say it should be, I, I mean, so he feels like no, kind of a that, value. I feel like the price is, is right where it probably should be if you just base it off of also his last few finishes. You know, top 10 at the RSM, top 10 at the Houston Open. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of waiting on Joel. I, I don't want to play a chalky Joel, but if if he's if he's lower owned, like if we get like an eight or nine percent Joel, I like it. I could find him because I I really want to I want to try to fit a lot of guys in this you know high seven, eight and nine k range that I like. I just um, so I think I could he fits in nicely with some of the the lineup builds that I think I could come up with, but. We'll see where ownership is. Okay. So. Um, for a cash play, I, I actually think, I never thought I'd say this, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think for cash, Matt Kuchar at 9,400 is the play. In fact, mm-hmm. my initial like, model that I've run has Matt Kuchar number one in the model. Which maybe my model's broken, but I'll, I'll do some more tweaking and tinkering tomorrow before the sleepers video. Um, maybe you have an older model. Maybe maybe it's a maybe, maybe I need to trade it in for a newer model. I yeah I I don't know, but I still think the Kucher, I think the Kucher floor is nice, and and he's he's flashed some upside here even lately. Is T seven at the Sony, twelfth at the Fortinet. It's got a long storied history here at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am. 
uh, with a few good finishes, um, some a while ago, but still, I, I, I think, I think, I think Cooch is interesting as a, as a cash play and we'll see what happens with him. He may be a tournament play too. He may be a guy people don't want to pay $9,400 for. I don't know. Or what do you think in cash? I actually had Cooch listed as a tournament as a GPP play for me. Um, okay. I like him at 9,400. I could see him in cash as well. I think Andrew Putnam in cash at 9,700. This is a guy that's just making a crap ton of cuts. Um, he does have upside. I think this is a good course fit for him. So you, you look at, you know, 9,700, I think is, is a decent place to start anyway um, with cash in this field. Um, so I'll, I'll, I would say Putnam, but I'm, I'm with you on Cooch as well. Um, but I had Cooch in the, in the tournament category for me. I don't mind putting him at all. So let's talk about chalk because um, what I'm guessing is there's going to be a lot of studs and duds lineup construction, which I do think probably makes sense here just with the 8K range being rather suspect. Uh, I mean, this is not – there's some names I like in here, but definitely not names you feel quite as confident in as you've probably felt in the last couple of weeks in the 8K range. So I think the 9K, 10K – two to three players in this range is going to be the build, and then you're going to have to drop down. So I think those guys are going to be Jordan Spieth, who obviously plays well at Pebble in just about, kind of regardless of his form, seemingly, if you look back at a few years in incoming form, uh, he's still been able to perform at Pebble even when he hasn't seemingly had his best stuff leading into Pebble. And he feels cheap at 10-6 for a top price guy, even though Jordan's, you know, I mean, last time we saw him, he went from first-round leader to you know, missing the cut. <laughs> um, but he feels like a little bit of a discount at 10 6. I mean, we paid 11 6 for Rom last week. If you wanted Rom, obviously a much better player. But um, so I think Speed, I think Hoagie's going to get some love because he checks so many boxes past winner or, you know, defending champ. Um, I think Mav McNeely's going to get a lot of chatter. And I think Joel could be the, the, the next possible guy. Agree, disagree, find anyone else you think is going to be extra popular, you think we nailed it? I had Jordan, Mav, and I actually had Fitzy down. I had Fitzpatrick down, who I, I think I is... What, um, yeah. Na- yeah. I think that's one that I'm, I'm wanting to see where that falls later in the week, too. But he is one of my tournament plays, is, is Matthew Fitzpatrick at 10-1. But I, he was one that I do wonder if he's going to be chalky. Do you think he's going to be chalky? Yeah, I wonder. I mean, what do you finish your six last year? Um, I think. Um, obviously, a really, you know, supremely talented player compared to a lot of people in this in in this field. I think I saw even this morning in the first look show he was a he was the betting favorite over Jordan in one book. I don't know where he stands now, but um, so I mean, it does feel like it, he's going to get some attention. I, I just don't know. I guess it depends on how many people g- gravitate to Hoagie there because I don't think I don't know. I think the Jordan Hoagie or Jordan Mav stack is going to be more popular. Um, Fitzy's irons have been a little lackluster his last few events. I mean, granted, two of those were in August. Um, came out of the century, finished seventh, but still lost strokes on approach. He's just been, he's just been such a good player. I, I have him in both my season-long drafts, so, I mean, I want him to play well. I want him to do well. I'll tell you this. I mean, I'm definitely not going to be scared if, if he's being overlooked a little bit. I'm not going to be scared whatsoever. But I, I feel like up top, Hovland and Fitzy will go lower owned than Spieth and Hoagie. Yeah, no, I agree there. I think, I, I don't know. Hovland to me feels like he's just going to be the forgotten man. 
a beer. Yeah, I mean, people are going to, I guess, you know, at Pebble, you got these small greens. Granted, you know, the, the green regulation number is fairly high, but you are going to miss them. You're going to need to get up and down. He doesn't have much of a record here. I think he finished 38th in 2020. And then in, at, the, at, the, at the U.S. Open year, he finished 12th. Which, again, yeah, like the U.S. Open, the, you can't. The, we, an astute listener in the chat, he did win his U.S. Amateur. Amateur in 2018, yeah. So, I think, you know, Hovland's interesting. I, I will say, though, if I'm just going down and I, it, it, my straight tournament plays, I like Fitzy, I like Seamus Power at 9,800, and I like Cooch at 9,400. Those were my three top tournament plays this week. See, I think I'm going to bounce think, on Power. I love Seamus. I think I'm out on Power. How, why? What? Yeah, I think I'm out. The Irons, aren't, the irons haven't been great. Um... Around Pebble, he hasn't been great. I don't know. I mean, but, but then again, like looking at some of his other, like I know he's a better short iron player, wedge player, which is going to come in handy here. He's He can score. Know. See, I think one thing, too, you look at it with the three courses, you kind of have to like, yes, we can talk about like Hovland one at Pebble Beach and, you know, whatever else, you know, these. Th- the thing is like with, this is just not, Apples to apples to the U.S. Open no. or something like that. I mean, they're playing three different courses. They're playing with amateurs. It's slow. It's set up completely different than it is for majors. And I consider a U.S. amateur, like for Hovland, it, they set it up like a major. Um, so it's just a different type feel. For a guy like Seamus Power, what I like is, you know, he's definitely a good scrambler, which you do have small greens on several of these courses where you do have to get up and down. If you do miss the greens, he's top 10 in the field there. Par five scoring, a lot of scoring opportunities on the par fives for all of these courses. Um, he's 24th in the field there. Birdie or better percentage. He's third. He puts pretty good on poet greens. He's 36 in the field. So I, I think he has some boxes that he checks. You're right. I mean, he does, you know, you look at his approach numbers and like his ball striking in general, not great. But I do think this course is set up a little easier for a guy like Seamus to score. And I, I think he can win here. So I, I like him in, in tournament play. I, I think he is going to be lower end. In tournaments, would you rather have, which old guy would you rather have, Kucher or Justin Rose? Oh, man. Rose has been coming on. Do we think, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like he was 13% owned at the Farmers, finished 18th, probably helped some people out there with considering his price. Has been coming on. I, I, it'll be interesting to see where those two fall out in terms of ownership. But I, I like, I kind of like both of them. I'm gravitating towards both of them. We'll see what happens when ownership shakes out. I'm not, obviously, can't play everybody in here, but um, I feel like the old guys can compete. This is one of those old yeah. guy experience matters around Pebble. Yeah, I went back and looked at our caddy info from last year in the Nut Hut, and there were some interesting nuggets, really interesting nuggets about some of the nuance to Pebble and why experience matters. Um, even specifically, a, a certain caddy was mentioned that used to caddy for DJ like a long time ago, and then caddied for uh, who won, obviously won at Pebble, and then he's caddying for I can't remember who the player is, but I'll have to go back and look at it. He's on a different bag now, and the player's in the field this week, but. Uh, just talking about how there's some nuance to Pebble, and that kind of shakes out. We can we'll talk about it on the betting show, kind of the trends with the winners, past winners. But it shakes out when you look at the winners too. You got to have some laps around Pebble. So, all right, 
I think that's probably good. We buttoned up the 9K range, talked through those plays. Uh, before we move on to the 8K range, I'm going to let Pat take a, take a nap for a second. Before we move on to the 8K range, uh, we do have something we need to talk about regarding the Nut Hut. Um, we started the Nut Hut in 2020. Well, actually, we started the Nut Hut before that with a really terrible, terrible chat on our website, but it was the best we could do. I mean, Lord have mercy. If you were in the, if you were in the OG chat on tourjunkies.com, drop in a comment and tell us how terrible it was. We get it. Okay, we know. One of the best decisions we ever made was moving it to Discord. Moving it to Discord in 2020 was fantastic. That was a fantastic thing. But here's the deal. When we moved it there in 2020, it was $10 a month, $90 a year. It's still $10 a month, $90 a year. We've got to raise the price on the Nut Hut for a number of reasons. First of all, our fees are going up. We're being charged more. Just like you are being charged more in everything else on God's green earth if you live in the U.S., and I'm pretty sure if you live anywhere, uh, prices are going up. You're, you're, you're getting squeezed for, you know, I get it. So we are too, and we need those prices. We need to adjust for that. And, and honestly, we've come to the, the realization that, like, what we do and what we dish out in the Nut Hut is too cheap. Uh, it's priced too cheap. The, the, the information, the value is too strong. It's too cheap for what we, get, what we give out. Um, and I think we've kind of cheapened it because it's just been, um, it's just been how, how we've always done it. It's the price we set up. We wanted the community to, to grow big and, and whatever. But at some point, the community may be too big. I mean, we definitely want good members. We want a lot of members. We want active members. But there's a point where, you know, like we don't want to give this, all this info and all this research and all this stuff out to everybody. Um, and, you know, we, we feel like the community has been is a premium, but the price is kind of kind of Costco, you know, kind of kind of Kirkland Costco stuff or whatever generic brand you want to name. We've added things like the first look show is going to be uh, moving exclusively to uh, to the discord viewers only. Uh, I've been doing that on YouTube for free for a long time, but it, it's a valuable show. I mean, last week, if you listened, Max Homo was one of the final glicks. And the best number you could get on him all week was during that show. And now for the last two or three weeks, I'm literally doing the show. You can go watch the recording on YouTube. I'm doing the show, giving you names that we need to bet on right now. And the numbers are dropping within minutes of the video. I mean, I did it with Alex Smalley today. I talked up Alex Smalley at 65 to 1. By the time the video was over, 20 minutes later, he was 50 to 1. So like the first look stuff and all that, it needs to be needs to go inside the Nut Hut. It needs to be an exclusive Nut Hut membership thing, and it will be within the next couple of weeks. That We've added the lunchtime chat on Wednesday with me. We've, uh, we've continued to do the Wednesday night chats with me and Pat. Uh, all the chats are being recorded, so you can go and play back and listen to them if you happen to miss it on Wednesday at lunch or Wednesday night, uh, so you can make sure you hear everything. We're adding in ownership projections, and those are going to improve. Those are continuing to improve and get better. Um, obviously the finished position bets, the head to head bets have now been added. Everything's being tracked units, uh, win loss records, just mentioned Joe Hidoni crushing it for us in there. Um, there, there's just a ton of exclusive showdown content as well. That's happening. There's, uh, the Intel that we're dishing out. Like we've, we've spent the last eight years developing a lot of good relationships with caddies, players, coaches, people on site, on the ground at every PGA tour event. And they trust us. And we've not screwed it up to this point. And honestly, you know, some weeks we get more information than others. And 
but it doesn't really take many weeks. It takes maybe one or two of, of getting you on a guy that you weren't on or off a guy that you were and either saves you a bunch of money or makes you a bunch of money and your membership is paid for. Or maybe Pat gives you a 15X prize picks card that you drop 50 bucks on or 10 bucks on and you just paid for your, your annual membership you know, in the Nut Hut. Like, there's, just, there's a lot of value to the Nut Hut and we've devalued it and it's time to not devalue it. Um, so the price is going to increase to $19.99 a month or $1.99 a year um, going forward. And, and you'll get more information on that if you're a current Nut Hut member. We'll answer a lot of questions. We'll email you. Um, so be on the lookout for that, when that's going to take place. Um, but but I, wanted to, I wanted to give you a little bit of background, a little bit of context as to why this is happening, why we feel like we need to do it, and why now is the time. So we appreciate it. All those who have, who have stuck with us, who have rode with us, we appreciate it. If, if it's something that you just can't do, you can't pull off, it's, it's, it's too much at this point. The, the increase, we understand. Um, we, we hate to see you go. We hope you come back. And uh, hope, hope that doesn't keep you from listening to the show or the podcast, YouTube channel, reading the free blog, or, uh, or getting the free emails, which are also extremely valuable. But for that community, it's just too valuable for the price tag we've had on it now for especially the last year and definitely going forward into 2023, considering all that we've added. So uh, thank you for that. And I'll now bring my buddy Pat in and we will continue with the show. Pat, how did I miss anything? I don't think you did. Okay. I don't think you did. I think you, you harped on, you know, one of the most important points about it is we don't want to devalue the information that goes in there. We should not cheapen it. We don't deserve to cheapen it. We put a lot of work into what the Nut Hut is and what it's become. And you know what? It's just like you said, hit a 15, just, you know, maybe tell you on Max Homa, tell me on the prize picks for 15X. Yeah. Paid for. Paid for. Done. Yeah. That's it. It happens every day in there, too. It's not just with golf. No. It's with NFL. It's with soccer. <laughs> I mean, NHL. I don't care what it is. It's all over the place in there you can get. It. So just way too much value. And um, was were yeah. you referencing my two NHL picks that hit on Prize Picks on I was, uh, on Saturday? I was, yeah, you're welcome. DB put, listen, folks. <laughs> DB was so desperate because he, his Prize Picks plays place were, were so, so bad. bad last week that he put in two NHL plays, and they both hit with that card. They was, did. I didn't even look to see if they hit because I was embarrassed yeah. for you. No, I said, I said, I said for round four for Saturday, this is what we're doing. And I'm, t- and I said, I'm tilting. And th- this is a 25 X card. I put together a 25 X card with four golf plays and two NHL plays and five of the six plays hit, including the two NHL plays uh, to double our money. The only one that didn't hit was John Rom birdies. John Rom made Which, three. Uh, John Ron made three birdies on Sunday to, to screw up the card. I had the more. Uh, like, God. Anyway, listen, there are so many opportunities for you to make your money back in the nut hut. So it is, it is what it is. Um, Bert, thank you, man. We appreciate it. AK's in here telling us, Mr. Gogster, thank you. Um, all right, let's, let's move on. We got to get to the 8K range. Again, more communication will come out about that. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to let us know. What, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't press buttons, monkey. This do, is what happens when I press do not buttons. Press bunk, do not press buttons, okay? You, you leave, all the button, to stop. leave all the button pressing to yours truly. All right. Hey, somebody needs to get Marcus on his shirt. Pat, stop pressing buttons. <laughs> <laughs> all 
We have enough patch shirts that no one wants to buy. I know we do. Um, all right, AK range, Pendrith to EVR. What do we think's happening here? I think there's two chalk plays here, and I think it's Alex Smalley, and I think it's Ben Griffin. And I think that, um, I mean, I like both. I, I think cash, if you want to go high end of cash, you could go with Ben Griffin. If you want to go low end, I don't mind David Lipsky. And Lipsky's probably going to be a GPP play for me. He's checking boxes for me. Uh, we saw him in contention just a few weeks ago. I talk about him every t- you know, all the time when I talk about Lipsky. Worldwide winner, uh, multiple winner on the world stage. Just hasn't closed the door on the PGA Tour. I think he could definitely do it in a field like this. It's a great course for him. Um, really good from that one, 1 to 125 range. Good around the green. A good iron player in general. Hits a ton of fairways. So I like Lipsky a fair amount here. I do like Alex Smalley a lot. I talked him up pretty heavily this morning on the First Look show, as I just mentioned, but it will be interesting to see. I, I think he's going to be fairly chalky, and do we want a 17%, 16%, $8,700 Alex Ch- – Alex, I almost said Alex Chawley, Chalky. Alex I Smalley? You say Alex Chaka. I didn't know where you were going with <laughs> Oh, there's a throwback. We've been doing this long enough to have bet on and put Alex Chaka in a DFS lineup. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I don't love this range. I mean, I, there are other guys in here that I'm interested in, but the only one I like really, really like are Lipsky and Smalley. But I think Smalley may be a guy who just ends up in a lot of bets for me and is a fade in DFS. See, here's why I think this range is, is weird to me because I think almost everybody that immediately looks at this range is going to look at Alex Smalley, Ben Griffin, and David Lipsky. And so I think those three are going to be chalky. And I think if you want to be a little bit different when it comes to tournaments, you're going to have to, you're probably going to have to force yourself off of at least one of those guys, one or two of them. And here's where I go. A guy that we have not seen play here. Eric Van Royen at 8,000. Really? I this, did not see that yes. coming. Okay. I think EVR, man. I, I like I love him EVR. a lot. And let me, let me tell you, I mean, you look at his ball striking, top 10 in the field, approach numbers fourth in the field, checks a box, par five scoring. You know, he's, he's um, I know you hate proximity, but I did look at proximity from about 150 yards in because they get a lot of wedges on this golf course. Um, you know, wedges, nine irons, that kind of thing. You got to be, you know, at least hitting the ball traditionally fairly close. I look at proximity on small greens. Again, I know we don't need to get into the proximity argument but evr checks some boxes there did he, he did so he, i want to be a little different in this category because i feel like that's where everybody's going to look i almost wonder if every if you listen to five to ten different dfs golf shows if every single one of them had smalley griffin yeah and Lipsky. i mean that's what i'm saying i i i said i think the chalk is smalley and griffin um yeah. Like I said at the top, I don't know that a lot of people are truly going to play a lot of guys in here because it's going to be very studs and duds heavy, I think. With the guaranteed three rounds, the, the, the names at the top are really kind of in a class somewhat separate than a lot of other people. This is not this. I mean, the AK and the 7K range, even the 7K range, like there's not, we're, we'll get to it, but there's not a whole lot of like really, really standout names in there either. So, uh. You know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I like the EVR plays. Good to see him play well at the was it the Amex. Um, yeah, he was T six at the Amex. Didn't didn't play last week. Um, another course of the American Express. 
you know, it's a it's an amateur, you know, pro am type event. He's such a good three dude. Golf, too. Three good. golf courses. Maybe I can. You've interviewed him. I want to message him. Maybe I'll message EVR and just be like, "Yo, tell me what what the deal is," because I I, I um I remember him saying he likes tougher courses, which shakes out if you see him on major. You know, with his major championship record, he's had some decent finishes in the majors. Um, but I mean, I know he's hungry too. Like he was injured sitting at home a lot last year. I think he's just probably hungry, ready to ready to go. So I don't mind that at all. I I kind of like Nick Taylor too, right there at 8K. I mean, I'd never mm. thought I'd I never thought I'd pay 8K for Nick Taylor, but he grades out fairly well for me. I mean, obviously he hits a lot of fairways. He's a previous winner here. Uh putts pretty well. His ball striking at Pebble historically is pretty solid. Um so, you know, Nick Taylor, he's, he's bucking his head a little bit with a little bit of form here lately, a T7 at the Sony, uh, had a 6th at the Fortinet, 19th at the Sanderson to start the year. I mean, he's, he's going to do better on these shorter, kind of everybody hit it to the same spot kind of courses. Um, the, only, the only putting surface he, he gained strokes is POA. So, I mean, Nick Taylor's a little interesting to me. I mean, AK, again, feels a little much, but... Um, yeah, my my fade in this range is Kevin Kisner. See, I was wondering if anybody, if you're going to bring up Kiz. Yeah, I'm not playing Kiz. I think he should play. This should be a good course fit for Kiz. It really should. I, I I do think he could. I do think he could play well here. But I don't love that this is the first time we've seen Kiz. Has he done that? Let me let me look at this. Has he historically started his year here if he's not been in the century? I don't feel like he has. Okay, yeah, like last year. Well, last year he didn't play this. Yeah, he did. Last year he started at the century, then the Sony. Okay, so he was already in Hawaii. 2021. Uh, 2021, century and Sony. Okay. twenty. I guess I keep forgetting. Like He tends to win a good bit. 2020, century, Sony, Amex, AT&T. 2019, Sony, Amex, Waste Management, AT and T, twenty. Yeah, so it's like he he he's never played here where this was the first event of his season. Twenty eighteen, TOC, Sony, Amex, AT and T. I mean, I'm going. I'm now. I'm in the twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, Sony, Amex, AT and T. When he finished tenth at Pebble, he played the Sony and finished fourth. Played the Amex, finished twenty fifth in twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen, played the Sony. Like, I just, I don't love that. I don't love that we've not seen I think him. the thing with him is that it's not the course, it's, it's the person. I don't think Kiz, like, is really, like, in that goth mode this time of year. Like, I really think he, he's, yeah, he wants know, to he be hunting. he's a hunter. Yeah. He loves to, you what? I just, I, we literally said the same thing. He wants to be hunting. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be, like, hunting, doing other, like, cold weather things. Like golf is, even though he's in warmer weather, but he he's hates like, California. His, I can tell you that. His mind is back home, and he wants to be there. You he know, doesn't want to. He's got to come here. It's a he plays. You know, I think he plays with uh Charles Kelly yep. or from Lady Annabellum. Does that kind of thing? Which I know. I mean, he he obviously loves Charles. I mean, they're they're good buddies. And from a from Tita Green, it would it would seem to suit him. Jacob in the chats, and, and I agree. I mean, obviously we're going to see kids with a new swing or, or a little bit of a, some swing tweaks now that he's with Justin Parsons at Sea Island and he's left John Tillery. 
Jacob says Kisner's bringing a 300-yard drive to his bag in 2023. Sources confirmed. Yeah, I mean, we know he's added speed. He added speed quickly with Justin Parson. Um, so that, that's, that's good. That doesn't do any good here. But, I mean, it's good in general for his overall outlook as a golfer. But yeah, then, I mean, you, but then you have the old. Then you have the Poa problem. Then you have the Poa problem, which I mean, he doesn't like Poa. It's in his head. He doesn't. He doesn't like it. Yeah, but it's it's doesn't necessarily show that way. He doesn't putt terrible on Poa. He doesn't relative to the field because he's just a really freaking good putter. But I mean. It, he definitely doesn't light it up. I mean, and it's probably he probably puts below his baseline. I would, I would imagine. But I don't know. Let, I mean, the fact is, to me, is the biggest thing is we doesn't. haven't seen him play since the RSM. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I agree there. I agree. Okay. I just, I feel like if you threw this golf course on the the East Coast 100%. in in late March, yep. you would light it up. 100%. But it's it's not going to happen right now. Hundred so. percent. By the way, Scott um, says, Pat, nice Savannah Banana shirt. You, lo- you love that shirt. You're a big Savannah Banana supporter, and I, I've, I can get down with it. I love the Savannah Banana. Yeah, they're, they kind of sold out a little bit. They did? The dude sold No, I mean, you, well, they just, they're not going to be in Savannah a lot this year. Uh, they're doing like the nationwide You're not going to get tour. the real, like they got like an A and a B team, and really the A team is the one that's doing the travel and the world tour and mm. all this kind of stuff, so it's, it's just sort of. Oh man! Anyway, bunch of um, freaking sellouts. Where are we? I kind of I I want to fade Burmester. Yeah, I'm out, I'm out on Burmester and and Detry. I mean, the, Pebble Both Beach. I think it's like third over the since 2015. It's like the second or third shortest average driving distance on the PGA Tour year after year. I mean, it, there's no there's no cutting corners. There's no like bombing, you know, total disregard for the layout or the rough here. Like this is not the case. Like guys lay up here. So you are literally taking away a spot, a a strokes gain category that guys like that gain a lot of their strokes from so that then they can have better positions for approach to continue gaining strokes on approach. Like that's the problem when you, when you do this, like, and now, you know, it doesn't mean they, they still can't hit a bunch of fairways, but they they lack the experience here. We've already talked about the experience of Pebble that kind of matters. So yeah, I'm out on both those guys too. Um, let's move on to the 7K range. Before we do, I want to remind everybody that you need to if you love coffee and golf, you need to pick up your coffee from frontninecoffee.com. Proud sponsors of the Tour Junkies, and we are proud to support them because it's a small business based right here in Augusta, Georgia. People who love golf and love coffee and wanted to get Small batch, artisan, fresh coffee delivered to the doors of golfers all over the country and in Canada. So if that's you and you need some coffee in your life, you need some good tasting, fresh, freshly roasted coffee, you can order it whole bean, you can order it ground. They can deliver it straight to your door within just a couple days after you order. They're going to roast it after you order. They got some great flavors up, including a personal flavor that I helped develop and Pat helped develop. You can check those out. DB's Large Bucket of Balls, Hazelnut Blend, or Pat's. what was Pat's bump and run espresso <laughs> Milano. Um, so go to front nine coffee.com. Use promo code TJ 10. You can use that code over and over again to save 10% off every single order. Promo code TJ 10, 10% off every order front nine, the number nine coffee.com support them. They've supported us for a while. Um, uh, so if you guys want to support us and your coffee drinkers, give them a shot. I think we could probably, you know, if, if, if there's people in the chat who have had front nine and it's been delicious, I'm sure they could throw some comments in there and let you know how good it is. 
it's I drink it every single morning. I love it. And I have a Keurig, and I just pour it in the little disposable or the reusable K-cup thing, and it's delicious. And it makes a stronger cup of coffee than most little Keurig pods. Did you know Keurig pods? What is the pro? What is the this is this is the pontificate thought, Pat? I mean, everybody's thought about like why chip bags have to be half full, right? Like, what is it about? Why mm-hmm. is that the case? Why? But Keurig pods are the same. If if you cut open a Keurig pod, the amount of coffee in that freaking thing is like this. This is like nothing. So like, if you want a strong cup of coffee, put some hair on your chest. You got to get a you got to get a reusable Keurig thing and fill that mitch to the top. That's what I do every morning. I used to have the the reusable Keurig things and they didn't work for me. Why? Every time I you. packed it in there, it would overflow out the top of the Keurig. Because you're putting too much in there, Pat. I mean, you can't just put an infinite amount of coffee in the freaking Keurig. <laughs> I mean, you got you have to draw the line somewhere. I'm just saying it's more than what you get in a K cup. Oh, okay. Well, I so I didn't know. I just packed it in. It's like I was. You know, uh, okay. I don't know. Packing something. <laughs> okay. What you do on your own time, pal, is between you and the Lord. Okay, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Okay. Seven uh, K range. I'm starting to feel in a better mood. I'm starting to feel in a better mood. I'm not mad at the technology anymore. <laughs> the Tito's are kind of kicking in. Shoulders are feeling like loose. You know, like I feel like I'm yeah in the zone a little bit now. You know. All right. Seven K range. This is this tough sledding here, Pebble Beach Pro Am twenty twenty three. Like this is this this is UGLY. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I literally on my sheet. I don't want to show it to you because the camera, God knows, the camera would spaz the freak out and like not focus on my face for the rest of the show if I put it up there. But I don't. I have a big question mark next to chalk. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is anybody, is anybody going to be chalking here? I can't think of one. Mm. No. If you're the in the chalk, it's going to be all up at the top, all over 8K. That's where all and the And then it's just going to be spread down. out. If, if you're in the chat and you think there's yeah. chalk in here, tell me who. Because like, I, I. You know who I think is going to be the chalkiest player in here? Who? You're going to laugh at me. Well, I'm changing my mind. I do think a lot of people are going to go to Robbie Shelton, who I like at 78. I could, I could see Shelton approaching it, yeah. Mainly because you're, you're going to see, hey, let me look at a guy who's finished in the top 10 recently. He's at 7,800. He did make the cut last week. Um, has not played here, so they're, they're, you know, we're not going to look at that. But the stats really check out for Shelton. I mean, yeah, they do. approach top 10. He's scrambling. Fourth, fourth in my model. My yeah, early model. He's fifth in mine, so we're close. So, I mean, Shelton's really going to check out. So, I think you could see some some chalk there. Other than that, though, I just don't see, Maybe Russell Knox. He's seventh in mine. And I, and I have Knox written down. So I mean, the approach, be play's been, approach play's been really good. Record at Pebble's been solid. Maybe, I think, yeah, maybe Knox is going to get up there. But I, mean, but, I mean, chalk is like, I mean, I... I don't think he gets over fifteen percent, right? Like, is anybody going to? Russell Knox can be fifteen percent. Guys in the chat mm. are saying, um, "What is the deal with Higo?" I don't understand. Somebody asked me about Higo this morning on the first look show. Like, guys, Hig- Higo. First of all, okay. First of all, I saw Higo a couple years at the Players Championship. A couple years ago at the Players Championship, and I asked. I can't remember who. I can't. I think it was Kids maybe that I was hanging out with talking to, and I was like, "Dude, I bet Gary Higo." just slays it out here 
like slays it. The kid was like, he was like 22, South African. Mm-hmm. He had an accent. He's tall. Kind of, kind of like jacked a little bit. You know, sharp looking kid. You know, kids like bros married. He's like he got married like super young. Like, cause I, I think it was kids, but whoever it was was like, yeah, it's like damn near an arranged marriage. I mean, the guy was married. Super, like, he got his driver's license and got married. I was like, what? Anyway, hmm. um, I just, that guy is just wild. I mean, he is just a miscut or. I mean, I, I can't even, if you want to play Higo, that's, I mean, go I've ahead. never played him in my life. I've never played him in my life. I'm sure I have because I've played almost everybody for some reason whatsoever. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I've probably played him, but he's. He's not really one I'm looking at. I'll give you a couple here that I um, okay. I really think I like. One is Nato Griffin, who you mentioned a few weeks ago. Last week. This was the first event back. Was it last week? Yeah, last week was the first event back in a long yeah, time. Yeah, you mentioned him last week. T37. Well, I said I, yeah, I, uh, said I wasn't going to play him because I wanted to see him come back off the injury. Oh, well, but, he got your T37. But I think now you do play. I love Lonto. God, I love Lonto. Yeah. Lonto, I think, is a play this week. Um, you know who else I like? Who? Why does this guy always just pop for me? And I don't, I don't know why. Because he doesn't pop from a stat standpoint. But I, there's something about Bo Hostler. Nope. I, Hostler's my fade. The one name I wrote down as a fade is Bo Hostler. How, how, where you is he popping? That's what I said. He's not popping. Oh, oh but okay. I thought you said he's popping. He, he just, we there's all, something about was, him. That, in the contention, right? In contention last year at this place? Yeah, he finished third last year. Yeah. Boy, he... So he, maybe that's... Why maybe that's do you love him I, so much? He, he does nothing well other than putt. He putts well. I think he hits bombs. Which yeah, normally is just, not bad. You're a sucker for a guy with a big visor. That's what you are. You're a, you're a large... You're a tour visor whore. Yeah, maybe it is, but... Um, yeah, plus we're talking about, I mean, the guy's not going to have any ownership whatsoever. For some reason, I thought I saw him on... Anyway. Um, who else is in here that's decent to look at? Maybe, mm. um, I don't know, do you go back to Ben Taylor? I don't think you do. I, can't, I haven't written but down. But of course, like, like Sony it. Open, where he, you know, where you got small greens, shorter golf course, Hit in the fairway, he finishes yeah. T4. Yeah. Misses the cut at American Express and the Farmers. Yeah, which, I mean, Amex is a little similar to this place, but Farmers is for sure not. Like, I'm, I'm looking at last week, if, if you got a guy who didn't make the cut last week, as long as it wasn't, like, you know, really, really bad from a ball striking standpoint or something, I don't think it matters. Because this is totally yeah, I, different. I, like, Tory Pines is completely either. different. In fact, that's a that's a... Interesting spot to see if you can get any leverage because it just may you may you may be able to find some there are people fading guys that just missed the cut but they're better fits here. Um, you mentioned Shelton Knox. I like Matt Naismith to 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 finally get his twenty twenty three off to a good start. He's got a tremendous record here. Ranks twelfth in the model. Fantastic iron player. Loves a course where he doesn't have to hit it a million miles. Um, so I, I like Naismith to get off to a good start. And then, like, there's some weird names that that just because of lack of options, here we are. Like, Nate Lashley, Aaron Badley, Troy Merritt, Amish Troy, and Scott Piercy are just a few names that I kind of 
was starting to kind of stare at and starting to look at, starting to see some boxes getting checked, starting to see some, you know, I mean, Piercy and Merritt have a bunch of laps around here. Lashley does too. Um, they kind of check out on really crappy field accuracy type golf courses. Um, so those are a few other names for me that I'm interested in. If I were going to play a cash, a cash play here, it's Russell Knox for sure. So maybe you're right on the Knox call. Knox may be the one that sometimes I feel like I'm on an Island with him, but I, I guess I'm not, I guess there's other people that like Russell Knox. Yeah. There's definitely going to some decent people there. And I agree. I think he could be a good cash play. By the way, uh, I don't think Ma- I, I think Matthew Naismith is. He's getting into my category of I don't think he's going to win <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. I mean, he's only he's only played. He's only been on the tour. I mean, he hasn't been on the tour. He's been on the tour since 2019. Like, that's not that long in the grand scheme of guys who had. Yeah, I, I get it. He had a runner-up at the Shriners. He kind of reminds me of Jason Kokrak, though. It took a lo- it, it took Kokrak a long time to get a win. Yeah, I mean, and then he opened the seal, and here and here he is, or or Luke List, yeah. right? Or I mean, dude. You, also, like, just forget about the guys who have been out there a long time and haven't got it done. Just think about guys who have already won. Think about Lucas Herbert. F me running. If Lucas Herbert can <laughs> win a PGA Tour event, it, you're telling me Matt Naismith can't? Give me a break. Lucas Herbert. The guy's terrible. Garrick Higo. Like, I would take Matt Naismith for the next 10 years over Garrick Higo, even though Higo's like four or five years younger than him. Any day of the week. Didn't right Higo win the tournament that we yes. shall not He won the of. tournament we shall not name. Yes. Hmm. I mean, there's plenty of guys like this that, that have won golf tournaments. We've been like, freaking A. Like, there's no way. But, but he's, he's, he's been in the fire. Runner-up at the Shriners, third at the Valspar last year when, when he missed the playoff to Davis Riley and Sam Burns. He was in the final group that, that week. But, it, I mean, for a guy whose irons are just so good and consistent most weeks, he's not going to gain a lot of distance off the tee. So in courses like this, it's better for him. Um, he's just a guy that doesn't have really like a glaring weakness, but he has like a really, really nice strength, which is, which is the iron play. He's just not going to dominate you off the tee. Um, Short game around the green could could use a little work. Putting's kind of hit or miss, but I, I I like Naismith and I like him to bounce back here after two straight missed cuts to start off the year. I mean, the Amex was his first event in 2023, so it's you know whatever, shake the rust off kind of thing. And it wasn't terrible. He actually gained strokes. I mean, Tita Green he gained 1.9 strokes. Tita Green and he gained 1.8 strokes putting. I don't even know how he missed the cut. Like, what are we talking about? How did he even do that? Can I press a button? What? What button do you want to press? Go ahead. I'll let you press the button. I'm drinking Tito's. I'm, I'm getting there. It's Naismith. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. I know he doesn't have, Naismith <laughs> doesn't have to win at that value. Thank Come you, Aaron. On. Thank you, Aaron. What, what, do you, what do you take me for here? I'm just saying it was a take. It's, it's called content, Aaron. <laughs> okay. I know at his price, he doesn't have to win <laughs> to add value to your lineup. I know that. But I appreciate your comment. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate your comment. I don't know um, how to unpress a button. <laughs> you just press it again. Good God. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's Naismith. I, I like Naismith. Okay. Um, before we get to the 6K range draft, shout out to our listener league winner on Nidery last week, Mit- Mito, M-I-T-T-O, or maybe it's Mito Pereira. I don't know. Mito, shout out to you. You've earned yourself a, uh, a chance to, com- to compete in the finals for a chance to, to win a free weekend of golf hangs and good times with me and Pat. 
at the end of the season. Also, another exclusive Nut Hut membership situation. So um, if you're in the Nut Hut, that's the only way you get that invite. It's the only way you can win. And if, we, if you win because you find the link or somebody sends you the link, don't worry, we, we cross-check your email with Nut Hut memberships before we put you in the finals. So you won't be able to play. And we'll give it to the person right below you. Uh, all right, here's the YouTube comment I want for the night. This is, this is good. I want to, I'm interested to see this question. So if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Biggest name player that you would rank Max Homa ahead of at this point. Max Homa, six wins now on the PGA Tour. I think five in the last like 23 months or whatever. Six wins on the PGA Tour. Solid events too. Where do you rank him? And who's the, what's the biggest name that you would say, Homa's right above this guy. Right, he's right above him. He's right above him. What is it? Drop that in the comment. I think that's yeah, interesting. I like this. You like, like that one? This. Is it Lucas Herbert for you? Huh? No, um, it's not. Okay. 6K draft, and we'll button this bad boy up. We're going to each, we're going to go snake draft here. Uh, we don't have to agree on this one. We don't have to agree. This is just a way to give you our favorite 6K plays in a somewhat interesting situation. We're going to put them in a DraftKings lineup. See how it looks. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know how we started last time. So, I'll let you start this time. Okay, I'm going to start with Jimmy Walker. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> Jimmy yes. Walker. Just, I mean, you, you just you I see have, a flash. I gotta get, you gotta jump on the Jimmy Walker train. When you can, do PB. you? Do you? I don't know yes. that you do. I don't know that you have to. I don't. I don't know that if I'm sitting at the train station and I see Jimmy Walker train pull up to this and I go, oh, shit. Oh, I got, where's my bags, no, Linda? No. Give me my bags, no, Linda. No. Let me jump on you the Jimmy know, Walker train. Because you don't know what station you're at. We're not at, we're not at the, the nice station where they got the cars that are coming through that they serve. They have very pretty uh, cart uh, train girls. You don't have them all, <laughs> you know, giving what, you what, drinks what, and stuff what, like what, that. What kind you're of like, train... What kind of train rail are you over. on? You got your, you got four tracks over here. You got the the nine ten k track. You got the eight k track. You got the seven k track. And then now you are over on the six k track. So you got to lower your standards a little bit. And there's like there, I mean, there's trains flying around, and Jimmy Walker train shows up, and he just he's he's coming over from the eight k track. He he was in the eight k track at a t thirteen last week. Five years and now ago, he's over here in the. He wasn't AK. He wasn't AK last week. <laughs> oh my God! No, I'm saying he played like an AK. He was like he played like he was on an AK track, <sighs> bro. You just like you just like him because he he's he's he posts Insta stories of grilling and cooking big pieces of meat. That's what you like. I mean, he's your he's saying. your he's a grill he's a grill slut on Instagram, and you like that. Jimmy Walker's in the line. Golly. Okay. I'm glad we don't have to I'm glad we don't have to agree on these. Although I will say this is a this is a wretched 6K here. <laughs> this is a I do this not terrible. I do not want to be in the 6K range at all. But if I have to, um, I will go with a guy who I haven't played in a long time. I might have played him in 2016, 2017, about the same time we were <laughs> you were playing Jimmy Walker on a regular basis. So maybe this is like the <laughs> Maybe this is like the sophomore year of Tour Junkies 6K lineup this week. Um, but I'll, I'll go with a guy who had no business making the cut last week, but he finished 53rd thanks to an exceptional short game situation because he can barely hit it out of his own shadow, and that's Austin Cook. But Austin Cook, 
flashing a little bit of form with the irons over the last few events. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's Austin Cook. He's, he's he is checking a few boxes on the shorter, like long term uh, wedges proximity thing. Finished forty second here last year. It just feels like a guy in the six k that I think will give me a mate cut. I mean, uh, <laughs> are the people listening now? understanding what the 6k range is bringing us that this is where we're going right now <laughs> i mean we just went to i mean jimmy walker was enough and now I'm, and now we're going with austin cook now i'm gonna finish you with Austin. no no we're not even done that's our those are our first picks of six yeah. so all these people i'm gonna screenshot i'm screenshotting i've never done this before i am screenshotting this chat why what what's wrong Cause they're all hating on our. They're hating on. Uh, they're saying people need to unsubscribe. Oh, BJH Blitz said, "How many what people else just are they saying? They're saying, <laughs> listen, well, I'm I mean, just gonna screenshot because I'm gonna. These are receipts. I'm taking receipts. Oh, these are receipts. Okay. Um, um, your pick. I thought Luke Donald was gonna be mentioned in the chat, and it was. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go on. Okay. Yeah, we gotta move on. Let's move on to, I mean, maybe I need to give the people somebody that they really know, okay, that they, they really understand. All right, so how about we go with this guy? Peter Malnati, 6,800. As much as I hate the guy, and again, probably the nicest guy in the world, I don't mind the pick. He was kind of showing up something a little bit for me, so I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay. Okay, I actually, Man, this, this is, this is, is probably really, my, this is... I should have led with this. This is probably my favorite pick in the 6K range. This is as enthusiastic as I'll be about any pick in the 6K range. He finished 33rd here last year. Okay? He finished 53rd last week, along with Austin Cook. He pissed me off royally in prize picks, both in round one and round two, because I picked against him in a birdie or better matchup, and he won both times, making me lose both times. And he ranks, wait for it, eighth in my model. Again, model's going to get tweaked. Eighth in my model at 6,800. Satoshi Kadira. I had a feeling we were going to Kadira. He's checking a lot of boxes in this model. It's weird, but we're here. We are here. All right, Kadira it is. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Okay, good. All right, we got four, right? We need yep. two more? You got one more, and I got one more. Okay. Um, man, let's get... Let's get really weird. Okay. This is so... I hate this field. It's um, how, how about we go with... Um, ben Martin. Hey, I like that. I, I like that. Ben Martin, 6,700. I like him. I don't mind that. Uh, all right. I'll wrap it up with another 6,700-hour play. Finished 28th here last year. 47th the year before, 28th back in 2018. Two missed cuts between that. Um, had a couple top 30s in the fall. And his name is Ryan Armour. He ranks first in this, in this field. One of the things in my model was last 50 fairways gained on short courses on Fantasy National. Number one in that category. Number 29 in last 24 rounds ball striking at Pebble Beach. Uh, Loves him some short irons, some wedges, all the proximity numbers he checks there. Great out of the sand. You got a lot of sands here, sand, you know, deep bunkers, penalty bunkers here at Pebble Beach that, that you can pay a price on. So Aaron, or sorry, Ryan Armour for me is the final play. Thank God. 
That's it for us. Okay. That's the yes. DFS show. We survived. We made it. Thank you for watching. Like the video. Subscribe. Comment uh, on the Max Homa question. And let's have a fantastic week. We'll be back for the betting show. May your screens be green.